What's going on, everyone? And welcome to episode 55 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. Uh, this week, we have a special guest on the show. Um, want to welcome Doug Fiscali on the show again. He's now a recurring guest a couple times. So welcome to the show, Doug. Thanks, guys. Um, we're pumped to have you on it's always fun we're pumped this time because we're 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 gonna get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty this time i know last time we kind of got your history and the hobby and a little and then you were on with the the expo crew you were on with but this time we're gonna talk some model and talk with you so i'm excited um but before we kick that off uh and if you've listened to the show you're aware of this um we want to thank uh, two of our patrons. Uh, this week we have two new patrons. It's Manny Cotto. I hope I got it right. Cotto Cotto and uh, Philip Taylor. So those are our new patrons. If you guys want to become patrons of the show and get access to our exclusive content, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs and join the join in on the fun. Um, and I know, Doug, some of our patrons actually have questions for you this week. So, um, oh, cool. Okay. If you don't mind, we're just gonna knock them out of the, knock them off here off our list real quick. Um, we'll just sure. we'll start to show off with some questions from our our guys here. Um, you might know a few of them too. So, okay. All right. Uh, our first question comes from Dan Pugach. He's asking how you get inspiration for kits. Oh, how he get? How do you get inspiration for kits um, from places you visited, famous historical places, or just throw darts at an encyclopedia or books? Um, are, uh, is it kind of a mix of everything, or how do you get inspiration? Yeah, for it's, it's yeah, it's definitely a mix of everything. Um, I do I do have a big library of books of you know uh, towns and cities in the past and architecture in the past and. I always go there for, um, you know, to, I'll have an idea on my own, but I always, you want to give it credibility. So if I need, say, a cornice of a building, I don't want to make it up from scratch as much as possible. And it's a lot easier to just find a, re- a reference and, and mm-hmm. use it. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, one building, especially the bigger kits, uh, have five different buildings in one. You know, you take the tower from here, you take the the window arrangement from this building, and you kind of smash them together, and that's kind of the fun part. You kind of um, do a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I actually, I get a lot of uh, inspiration from movies um, because set design is, is basically the same kind of thing we're doing when we're building our layouts because you're, it's still a false front of sorts you're only looking at it from one point of view and the, the set designers kind of uh, you know they'll capitalize on all the angles and all the skewing a building so it looks bigger than it is and then making all these ins and outs and stuff so you know um i i probably said this in a couple of clinics but you know a, a good example of a movie that i like to look at is the gangs of new york um Oh, I love a, that movie. I had that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun movie. Um, and but the the set alone, I mean, the, the entire movie is built on a set that was probably at the acreage, but it was blocks and blocks of New York City in the late 1800s. Um, and they had full size buildings, and you know they had a waterfront with a pier and a full, two full size ships or the half that you saw anyway. Right. Anyway, so uh, I look at lots, lots of stuff like that. Huh. Um, very cool and that's that's pretty or just you know I, I live in New England so we walk around these towns here and there's lots of old buildings down by the tracks and mm-hmm. um, that could do it uh, you know it, it could be anything um, I'm trying to think of more examples but I would say you know books 
magazines, movies, the real, of, the real world, you know. Um, <laughs> kind of a little bit of everything. I get yeah, like or that. I'll just, yeah, or I'll just, I'll get stuck on a, um, a, a type of roof, like a mansard roof with dormers, and I'll want to do something mm-hmm. with that, and I, you know, um, and I'll work it around that. Yeah. Alone, you know, and go from there. So it, it's anything. It's you know that and that's what inspiration is. It just comes from you don't sure. expect it. If you if you try to force it, it's never going to happen. You know. Right. So a lot of it is just kind of sitting around waiting for to something <laughs> to catch your eye and you know <laughs> hope for the best because well, you know it's a, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying. I when I couple trips this year with my wife. I drove her nuts. We went to Annapolis and we're walking around. We stayed in historic Annapolis. I walked around snapping photos of every one of those little old seaside buildings. And, and, uh, you know, it was great. And I came home and I I was like, I'm going to make that. I'm going to make that. I'm going to make that. And I I made one of them. (laughs) One of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, time gets in the way. So, yeah, yeah. it does. It does. But yeah, I mean, yeah, when you go on a trip or a vacation or just going sure. to see a friend in a new town, there's yeah. there's always something, you know. Um, I I kind of I, I would look at buildings in particular. First started out for some reason. Every time I said, you know what, I'm gonna make a kit of that building and take a photo of it. And every time I said that, I, a week would go by and they knock the damn building down. <laughs> and it, it happened like it happened like seven buildings in a row. It was like the curse of uh, the of you liking a building. <laughs> yeah, I just I like destroy the whole town just by thinking about it. Oh. So I'm I'm very careful to stop the car, and if now I'll just take take the picture. Don't miss it, you know. Yeah, Because um, yeah. there's there's stuff. <laughs> some of these old buildings, especially of course, they're just they're you know in, a, yeah. in such a short time. So uh, cool. Yeah, I'll even just take a picture of uh, a wall, you know, a concrete wall with some green streaks and. Done it just for texture and you know so you you, you just kind of collect, collect yeah. the world basically right and, uh, yeah I and, often find myself I often find myself uh, driving by things too fast and wishing uh, oh man I should have yeah should have snapped a picture of that or or or, yeah. or I've done a yeah. couple times around even around my area where I'll find something and I'll get on Street View on Google Maps and uh, oh yeah and that's, find that's that building perfect. again right yeah. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. I do that a lot too, um, especially on um, you know my Panzer Deli kit. Yeah, uh, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of some funky angles. That actually is a, a real building in uh, Bridgeport, mm. Connecticut. Oh, and but it's right on the tracks, and and you only see it if you're on the train going into New York, and usually you're <laughs> flying by. You get a blink of it. By for, for years and years and years, I just would pass it. Like, oh my god, that building's great. That's got to be a kit, but I could never get a picture. <laughs> and finally, once the train got stuck for twenty minutes, right at the building, right where I was sitting. Oh man, so, how perfect! It was meant to be. It's the only. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have had to like make a trip down to Bridgeport to find it, and I never would have found it. And, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah. it's 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 all it's all around. You know? Yeah. Very cool. Definitely. Very cool. Yeah. Um, another one from Dan. Dan's got a second one. Um, mm-hmm. since he obviously you travel to show quite a bit of shows and you and you bring your work uh, with you quite a bit. Um, so he's asking about some tips on packing and storing buildings, structures, um, trains, any kind of diorama stuff that you you would bring. Um, uh, he's saying most uh, this would be useful for most modelers who want to bring something to a club or a show or take one of their workshops. Uh, at one of your places at the uh, FOS Scout HQ uh, in the back home. So he's just yeah. looking for some some easy and quick uh, packing ideas to help protect his dioramas that he's working on. 
Yeah, I mean, outside of building wood crates, which is a pain in the neck and can get expensive, I, you know, if you've got a say a twelve by twelve diorama, chances are it's on a foam base with like the pink foam insulation mm-hmm. that a lot of us use for you know building our layouts. So I'll put that in a box about that size, and then I will custom cut some some pink scraps of the foam and sort of brace it on you know each different direction so the, within the box. So it won't wiggle around. Yeah, it it can't move at all. That's the thing. I mean, you don't want any movement whatsoever, especially if it, even if it flips upside down. It's got some foam in the way, so you're, you're basically putting the foam on, say the the sidewalk part of your model or the the flat part of the dirt. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're not touching the structure itself. So, um, and the other thing I've done, um, my old display used to be, you know, those those metal wire rack shelves that a lot of guys use. You use them in your kitchens and stuff. And sure, yeah. Uh, I would. I would display them on those, but I would actually tie the base on two sides with like twine just to, to keep it from, from moving around. Then I shrink wrap the whole shelf, but, um, just whatever you do, just don't let it move. But the big foam's easy because you can cut it real quick and you can, you know, take even a glue gun and just kind of, or tape or whatever. Well, and everyone's got a bunch of scrap pieces sitting around from what they were working on. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking yeah. to the left. I'm looking to the left right we now, got and I got a, a pile of scrap. So I'm afraid to throw it out. Yeah. You, might, you never know when you're going to use it. I, I'm afraid to get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, you just get a yeah, get one of those big rubber totes, throw them in there, and yeah. you always have enough. Hey, that's a know. good idea. Rather than just sitting in this pile, I can go get a cheap tote and throw them in there. Thanks. And then I will be tripping over. <laughs> you won't yeah. be stepping all over. Yeah. It. I step on triple. I got big feet, and every time we're working around the layout, I'm always tripping over these big foam blocks or <laughs> hey, whatever. You know what? I, my after, feet, my shoes. After your incident at the bar mill stand, I need to make sure that all the things are away from you to triple. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I think we, uh, we had a couple I, jokes on that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have like a two foot radius where you can't come near our table next time. <laughs> like a, you know, when you go to the bank, was actually what? really good about that. that and uh, he uh, he gave me that look, and then all all weekend he kept looking over at me, going, and he he made a couple comments, going, you know. <laughs> I have a buffer zone out there, and I went to interview him. I did a little interview, and he was like, "You need to stand all the way over there." <laughs> yeah, I think I think so I think it's called it. a no. Uh, I think it's called a no fly zone. Yeah, you. you know when you go, you know when you go to the yeah. bank and they got those uh, ropes that are up. You got to walk through the yeah. ropes. They're going to be ones with signs that'll just say like the the no Todd zone around yeah. everyone's dioramas. <laughs> it was yeah. it was really awkward that next morning. Right next, we were set up. Our table was right next to him, and I'm like, "Oh man!" (laughs) And and, he kept the first hour or two. He kept glancing, but then he just smiled. He came over. He was messing with you. Yeah. Hey, it's all fun though. It was just. (laughs) It makes for a good joke later. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Okay, so basically, Uh, the idea is just to make sure it's all isolated and it can't move at all. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than bringing a model and oh, yeah. having to put it back together. Oh, I'm sure. Awful. And especially when you're at a show and that's the last thing you want to be doing. Yeah, exactly. So now, um, when you, when you do when you do travel with your 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 dioramas that you display, um, mm-hmm. do you ever have anything break off that you got to refix or glue on or when? You oh, get... every single every single time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a you know you kind of try to minimize it as much as possible. Um, but it's an inevitability. Yeah, so you bring your glue and your tweezers and some scrap, whatever you know, strip wood if you need it. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have like a mobile repair kit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you keep a little toolbox. So cool. Well, we're gonna move on with our final question here. Um, 
from Jake Johnson. He is a wait him on our show. He's a modeler at Disney. So yeah, he's a pretty cool dude actually. And you might have met him up at the show. Uh, he's, I did, and I've been seeing his work on Facebook. He's just incredibly talented. Oh my gosh. And, works and, amazing envious and the scales that he gets to work in is is really cool so yeah uh yeah. jake yep. is asking uh it would be great to talk color theory on your, your models this might be a whole episode in itself um <laughs> color theory huh. and distressing techniques um any uh, oh this is a big one this is loaded so we're just gonna stick with that's a that's a, yeah. <laughs> we're that's gonna, a few episodes i know when he goes on he says about uh science and how do you asking about modeling science and graphics, favorite tools, diorama bases. It's a bunch in here. So um, we'll probably cover a lot of that when we're talking in a couple minutes about what we're working on. Um, But let's kind of go with um, kind of the color theory on your models, Uh, how you choose your colors. What are you like? Do you base them off of things you've seen or what, how are you, how are you doing that for your dioramas? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have like a like a specific plan, but I do make a um, I sort of make like a palette beforehand. This this is for the big kits. I mean, the little kits, it's just kind of you know you pick a wall color, you pick a trim color, you throw it's it white walls, green trim. Yeah. Very, it's pretty simple, and you know, and then and you just vary it. I mean, eventually you get back to the same thing again. And you know what works, walls. and you know what yeah. what yeah. works and doesn't for the most right. part. Yeah, because because I've done things where I'm like, oh my god, I'll never do that again. You know, <laughs> um, but. Um, but for, but for the big kits, I will do like a palette. Um, for example, not this year's kit, but the kit before that, the, um, bandits roost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was I cool. wanted to, yeah, I, I just, I wanted to basically control myself because if I didn't plan ahead, oh, somehow you'll end up with a weird color on the end of a block say. And so I did make a swatch of like shades of blues and grays. Mm-hmm. And if you, it's, you know, it's color blocking. If, if, if you're all using within the same tones, they'll look kind of natural. You know, you don't want, you know, something really bright red standing out amongst all these other windows, <laughs> uh, uh, buildings rather. So I will do like a little, a little chart, to, you know, it's like a little, little guide to, to keep stick to, you know, right. um, when I'm, when I'm stuck on a color, as long as it's within that palette, uh, I'll, I'll stay out of trouble. But, um, right. you know, um, the thing is, a lot of the buildings that, you know, we do anyway, you know, if you're modeling mid-century or whatever it is, and all these clapboard buildings, 80% of them are white. Mm-hmm. They're white buildings. And, right. and maybe they're white with white trim or they're white with red or white with blue. So anytime I'm stuck, I'm like, oh, it's just going to be white. So anytime you see a white building, I... Yeah, if I see a white building, I just couldn't think of anything else. You know, it becomes <laughs> a pretty cool, uh, like a, a pretty cool standard fallback that you know just work with whatever you're doing. Yeah, well, yeah, but the other thing I like about the white walls, anyway, um, it's that you know signs and rust and streaks really stand out nicely. You can make right. a nice, uh, you know, because if you're doing a, a darker wall and you're trying to do a rusty streak or a green streak, it, it's kind of hard to see. So yep. the white is almost like a it's like a blank canvas, which is nice. Yeah. Right. And the other thing that's cool about what's neat about what's neat about whites is they don't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be white when you think of just the same color white. I'm I'm just looking at my paints. I'm looking at my paints now, and I must have twelve different colors of white alone. Yeah. And when you and when you weather it and distress it, it could look like a completely Mm -hmm. different white from when you painted it. So just because you have a bunch of white buildings doesn't mean they all need to look like white when people think of white. Yeah. I I would. I would I would definitely mix it up too, like you said. You can have you know off white 
tan white, linen white, all these different shades in between. Um, so you get as much variety as possible. Right. You know. Yeah, white so. white in itself is like a, a a million colors of white. You could say just because there's so you, much you can do with it. And then the craft paints yeah. at the stores with the craft paints. You know, there's anytime you go to Michaels, there's three or four different companies there, and they, and each of them has like like ten different kinds of whites. And you know, right. well, obviously they, you know, the one's no different than the other companies in 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 many regards. However, you know, you can even adjust those shades yourself with some mixing. If you want a yeah. color, you can mix the color, you know? Yeah, I do. I do, I do mix the colors a lot um, if I'm not getting the one I want. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it depends. Yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> that wraps up our questions from our patrons. So thank you guys uh, for submitting them. That was pretty cool. It's some right. things that we probably wouldn't have asked to think of ask a, um, of Doug this this episode. So we appreciate it, and uh, as always, keep them coming. Um, so let's jump into kind of what my dad had sent you, a um, little bit of a roughed script here. Uh, yeah, well. And we'll get rolling with the rest of the show. Yeah, so what we always do on the show here is what's on our bench, and so we'll start with Doug, and, we'll, you know, we always are working on something of our own personally, and, and sometimes – I, I kind of wrote a little note to you this afternoon. It, it's always for us. It's sometimes hard doing the podcast and everything else, finding time to do uh, something personal for ourselves, even though every kit we build or do for the show is technically personal for us um, since we're yeah. not in the sales business, but, but um, you know, finding the time between all the shows and things to actually work on our own Um is difficult. So I can't imagine it's a nightmare sometimes for you um, when you're cutting <laughs> yeah. kits and designing and now you have all these programs you have going on. Um, yeah. what, what do you, what do you do for yourself, Doug? Um, up until a month ago, nothing. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I've been waiting to start a layout forever. You know, I haven't, I haven't had anything that resembled a layout for at least 10 years. Oh, um, shame. But, you deserve a layout. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've, I've got some bench work up, so I'm I'm working on it. And finally, so it's it's funny that you bring this up, and I'm actually working on something I could talk about. That's cool. Uh, before that, it's just the kits and kits and kits, and you know, I'm, I'm forcing myself to do it because I, I want to, and it's fun, and I miss it. I miss running trains. I miss you know, that's all the planning that's involved. So I finally settled on a. a location a time a place and all that and so that's what i'm doing <laughs> i'm excited and i'm excited is it ho or o scale or ho or uh it's it's ho um mm -hmm. and it's in my shop i managed to squeeze in some space it's about uh 24 feet long by 27 inches deep um, oh nice so it's it's a you know it's a switching layout it's not you know around the room yeah. or anything like that but right. for the amount of time i have it's something i can actually finish you know or get a good chunk done and, right. and just take take a take a break from the work stuff and, and walk over to here and, you know, just, you know, spend 30 minutes or three hours or whatever, you know? Yeah. Cause I and, imagine uh, as much as you do for the hobby and, you know, with, you know, bet between, you know, shows and building kits and uh, you mm -hmm. know designing kits and all the things that you do. I mean, it's got to be tough. Still have a, it's yeah, gotta be you have a passion and a love for it's it. It's got to be tough. You know? Um, you know, once having had the, a layout and you used to do that yeah and then now you make all this stuff for everyone else it's got to be tough when you see everyone share yeah. all their things and you're like ah i just want to do that again <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean, every single time I go to a show, or uh, I was at uh, Rob Seckler's uh, house, we were there for a Christmas party, and he's got his big layout in the basement. And every time I go there, I want to say the same thing over and over again. I, I want to lay out. I want to run trains, you know. Even if you said, it, even like when you said it's just a switching layout, I mean, you can still do a ton with what you have. Oh, no, this, sure. is, this, this will keep me busy forever. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be plenty of work to do. So it's never going to uh, end. Very <laughs> yeah, and tonight's the first night I actually, like, have a section of track, and I was running a, a locomotive back and forth and playing <laughs> with it, so it's it's pretty awesome. Very cool. Just to even, just to even do that, you know. Yeah, and that, at yeah. the expo, you guys, uh, you and Hal and uh, some, mm-hmm. another gentleman, you guys did that yeah, Mark. O-scale. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah, you guys did that O-scale layout. Well, it was a, it was a switching, it was like a small switching, it wasn't small. Yeah, it was, so, was a whole stretch of room. But, uh, you know, it was 18 feet, but, uh, yeah. and that's just back and forth. But that was, you know, that I that was as close to I had done a layout in a long time. So after doing yeah. that, I was like, I got to do something even bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so. <laughs> that triggered it, huh? Did that trigger it? Yeah, so that was part of it. But you know, and right. I keep seeing it every time I see an ad for a new locomotive, I'm like, oh man, you know. <laughs> I want it. So, yeah. I want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've, uh, I've slowly been stockpiling a few engines in here and there, so I'm finally gonna actually uh, use cool. them. Very I think cool, last yeah. time we had you on the show, you were talking about the fact that you had uh, a couple kits from some other manufacturers that you've been dying to work on and have not done it. Yeah. I think they were <laughs> from like um, uh, Sierra West, probably. Sierra West, yeah, yeah. You yeah, were saying about yeah. that. <laughs> well, yeah. now you have that yeah. opportunity. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, that's yeah. cool. It's uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Brett, what do you? Yeah. We we know what you got working well, on. Why don't you uh, talk about what you're working on? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm working on the Wiley's waterproofing. Uh, the the um yeah, is a is that what it is? TMB Wiley waterproofing. Sorry, I've shortened the name yep. for some reason on my own, just in my head. I just now I call it Wiley's waterproofing. But uh, <laughs> the TMB Wiley the TMB Wiley waterproofing. Uh, I've been working on that kit. Uh, it took a little bit of a break over the holidays. I didn't get to work on my stuff, obviously, with everything going on quite as much as I wanted to. But I'm back in the last in the last yeah. week or so. I've been full swing into it uh, again. Um, we did our live video with it last night. Everyone got this kind of see where I'm at with it. Uh, there's a few things I want to kind of touch up on it. Um, some things other people could probably see. Some things that just bug me. But all in all, it's a awesome it's a fun kit to build just because of the difference in in materials that you've that you've put in that kit um mm. but i i love it it's a cool it's a cool build and uh it's actually it, it's a lot wider than i thought it was going to be like it's it's not a very tall building obviously but i think the footprint takes up a cool space for for yeah it's, it's a good it's a good size yeah but uh no i love it I love what, did, what did you um can I ask you what you what you did for like a brick technique? Like so, what was your basic? Yeah. So for my brick technique, I hit it with a. I hit the cast parts with um, just a real thin coat of primer, just so it didn't soak the paint in quite as much. Um, mm-hmm. And then I I took acrylic brick red paint, and I put I think I had to put two coats on. Um, and I used a thinner paint cause I didn't want the brick texture to be, uh, hidden with a thicker acrylic paint Fill, filled in. Yeah. Yeah. So I used like an apple barrel, which is a thinner acrylic paint, uh, put two coats of that on until I was satisfied that you couldn't see any like streakiness at all, uh, which it's covered it pretty well. And then I actually took for the mortar, um, I took, uh, drywall mud 
and a real thin coat of it with my finger and just worked in like an inch section at a time and I would rub it in and then take like a um, really barely damp paper towel and rub rub it and dab it off the brick faces and it oh. actually came out I think it came out stellar um, as far as not sticking to the brick face but actually sticking in where the mortar should be so that's what I did for the brick yeah Oh, nice. Yeah, the, you know, the more I've done brick and stuff, the, the the lightweight spackle seems to be like the best way to do that. Oh yeah, I just um, I got yeah. we, we have like yeah. a we have like a fifty gallon drum of of not a fifty five gallon. I'm I'm just it's like a, a <laughs> we bought a contractor's. Drum it's like a, that, a three so. <laughs> a three gallon a three gallon bucket right. of it, and I just I dip, I just got a little bit on my finger yeah. and got it real thin and just worked it in in a little section at a time. Um, and I didn't let it dry. That way, I could quickly wipe it off the brick face, but then keep it inside the where the mortar should be. So yeah, it worked great. But uh, uh, and I also thought the castings turned out really good from you. It um, was beautiful. I went and checked the, it out. The before detail he did the work on it. Oh my word! The detail was deep enough to work with. I think sometimes you get castings and the brick texture or the texture on it isn't deep enough to like have something like a mortar stick in it real well. And you're they they turned out great. Oh, good, great. They were clean too. I mean, the, the detail on them were crisp. And the clean. only thing, and this isn't your fault. This is my fault. I, um, I don't think I sanded the one corner down quite enough when I was putting them together, and that's a, that is my. That's the only thing I've ever run into a problem with castings is you got to make sure they're sanded pretty square on the back end. Oh, to get the joint, the joint. Yeah. So I got. Yeah. I have I have one joint that's a little off for my liking so i have a piece of scrap from another kit uh, another plastic kit i have a i have a um a downspout and i'm just gonna okay. i'm just gonna run the downspout down the one corner uh yeah that way it'll it'll mask yeah. it yeah it's yeah, turning it out we, great no we, or bushes or <laughs> anything yeah yeah <laughs> well and this 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 line the other three corners I think are, are fine but this line mm-hmm. is, it goes the whole way up it's 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 un, it's wider the whole way up to the top so I figured the, the easiest way to cover that up would be to run a pipe like as a, a pipe up the side of the building or a some kind of a vent that yeah. goes to the top so <laughs> I'll cover it up I, as you know all these things can be all these things can be doctored to be hidden if you don't like what you see oh yeah so oh, yeah I did that last uh my last build that I did was um your Grove Woodcrafters and I took part uh-huh. of it and put it together with a uh, sawmill from uh, a Keystone Model Works saw Danby sawmill and I kind of bashed them all together and uh while the Danby sawmill uh, your kit I had a blast with and uh, as always and then I got to that thing and it just it wasn't i didn't because i needed to put it i wanted to connect it to the one side of your building um uh, it wasn't i they wanted it open face so you can see down into it with no roof and, and i'm like i don't want yeah. i don't want that i mean i wanted this i don't i don't want something that you can look down in on the roof so anyways i built the sawmill part and uh, made it like a pavilion and you could you know mm-hmm. see in from the sides and i had we were talking about hiding that's what brought this up i loved doing the the, the kit was you know it was great up until i got to this point and then i put lighting in it and i wanted to run the wires up the one beam in it and um I ended up having to hide it with bushes and uh, extra beams, hiding it behind. You can actually put extra wood beams in and 
build them around the wires to hide the wires. And there's, it's always, there's always something you can hide if you can't get a blemish or something that's going to stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bushes are awesome yep. for that, by the way. Yeah. 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 So that's, I have that going right now. And in my next kit, I'm going to do, and I don't have it with me. I apologize to not read the name off, but it's that, oh, dad, you know the name of it, the lighthouse kit. Oh, that's the lighthouse from Hal. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, from, uh, Linux scale modelers. Yeah. So and, my um, next, my next build, um, I'll probably have T and B water, waterproofing done here. Not done. They're never done as you know, yeah. but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll have it done. I'll have it to the point where I'm satisfied with it probably by Friday night or Saturday morning. Right. So then my next one I'm going to crack open is the, uh, the lighthouse from Atlantic scale modelers. Right. Nice. And so are you are you putting all, all all these end up on a layout or are you doing sort of both? It, yes, they're all going to be on the layout. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Everything we've and do- what? everything we've yeah. done is going to go. Everything we've done is on our layout. Yeah. Now okay. we are going to one of our next things we're doing this winter is the terminal. We're not going to be one of these people that puts <laughs> it up on the shelf and just lets it sit there. <laughs> Brett and I are going to build it directly onto the layout. We have one uh, on the lower end corner. We're, that's going to be one of our ones we're going to start here in the next couple of weeks. Um, and we're going to start doing the terminal in place because I think that's one of those ones where you kind of want to build it right there. And uh, yeah. so we're each going to build that one together. That's going to be a joint kit. Uh, together, so yep. that'll be upcoming. Oh, cool! Yeah, nice. yeah. It won't be Frank Varga terminal, but it'll be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Yeah, that, that guy is insane. <laughs> I don't think he sleeps. I don't. I don't know. He's don't, a, he uh, he does roofing um, and structure building. Him, is what he him, does. Him He's and, a carpenter. Him and Jason Jensen don't sleep ever. They don't ever sleep. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they just work till they. They yeah. just don't stop working. Yeah. <laughs> well, J- Jason will post. Jason will post an elaborate sketch. He goes, "Oh, this is what I'm working on next." And by yeah. five in the morning, the next morning, he's the finished model. I, I love yeah. it. I love it. And it's, and it's amazing. Uh, so what do so, you? What so do you, yeah, the terminals on our list. Other than the terminal, Dad, <laughs> and that'll be, we'll probably be starting that one here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, what down, am I working on? What do you got working on? I know what, we've doing, all seen it. Uh, Casey's workshop. Um, that is the Cameron Street Apartments. I've been dragging my feet on it, but I'm doing wall by wall. And I'm finishing each wall in completeness. This is one of these ones where I want to detail it out as much as I possibly can, each wall, to I say, okay, I'm really happy with that. I'm finished. And then do the next wall. And I kind of put the other ones aside. And then I'm going to slam it all together, and we'll see what happens out of it. But uh, I wanted to, like, just focus on one wall at a time instead of the structure, some kind of new way of doing it for me, you know, and uh, I want to see what I can see what I can produce out of it. You know, I'm having fun with it. Um, it's a, it's a unique kit. Um, it's, um, it's got, it, you know, it's an apartment complex. I'm, I'm kind of changing the back end of it and rearranging the walls, made a, an extension off the back end using the same, using some of the pieces and cutting them into different sizes. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it, I'm having fun with it. And uh, I did a uh, concrete wall where I did some of the, the AK interactive um, uh, slimy, what do they call it? The slimy grime and yeah. uh, the light slimy grime and the dark slimy grime. And, and I had fun with that. 
uh, doing that just this last week, and um, that's that's yeah, fun. Those, that's those, fun material. Those, yeah, that wall came out great. That concrete block, I've looked at it several times. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's really nice. Really nice. Um, the um, the, yeah, you know, you've worked with the AK products, and it's just a matter of you could you can put it on, and if it looks like it's too thick. It instantly you can thin it out with the white you know mineral spirits mm-hmm. and uh yeah. and and pull it right off and it doesn't really ruin the, the piece i mean if so if you go a little heavy in spots i would look at it yeah. pull it back and say oh it's a little heavy on that side and, uh, so it's real easy to thin it out with their products and it's just a matter of learning to work with them and and uh and, and practicing a little bit you know so yeah i mean that's that's almost kind of the method you put it on and you remove it you know, yeah. to to get to get the nice light effect and whatever right. rust or grime or whatever. Yeah, sure, sure. And you know, and they're the neat thing about them is the fact that they are a um, enamel base. So if you're starting, if you if you start working with other products that are water based around them, you're not removing yeah. some of the work that you've done um, because yeah. that water is not going to take that off. Which is yeah, which you're is not to seal it either. Right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so you can get, you can get liberal with it and remove it, and then you can put other, uh, other you know mediums on it and not have to worry about, you know, really harming any work that you've already done, which I, I really like that. that I, most of their stuff's enamel based, with the exception of, uh, like the, the I had that wood, I, and I used a good bit of that too. On I used a, a wood natural looking storefront on this next wall, and um, I used their. Uh, AK Interactive has the uh, um, brown. I guess it's a wood, uh, old and weathered wood kit one and two, and uh, mm-hmm. those are water based. I mean, they're they're made for airbrushing or brush paint, and and they're fun to work with. You just got to be able to, you know, blend the colors. You got to use more than just one color. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now, and I'm I'm gonna wrap that up here in the next week or two, and then we're gonna start cranking out uh, some some terminal stuff. Uh, and a tugboat for the um, the modelers forum. Uh, they're having a they're having a winter build, and uh, for Thomas Schwartz who passed away, who was at the expo, and uh, they're doing a winter build in his name. And um, uh, Thomas was a great guy. He came and hung out with us and talked to us a little bit. We had dinner with him, and mm-hmm. and uh, and he passed on, and and it was it was a horrible thing. And sorry to hear that, but. Um, I'm going to do a tugboat, yeah. uh, one of the Seaport Model Work tugboats. So I got to get on that. But um, yeah, we'll move on from all this, and uh, um, we uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, before we start getting into some more techniques. I want you to talk about something that we've noticed on your site in the last couple of months, and uh, is the kit of the month um, yeah. thing you have going on with five scale models. And um, you have a 12-month you – know, how about you explain it rather than me keep blabbering here? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a kid of the month club. Um, it's basically you, you sign up for it and purchase it, and you'll get a, a kit every month for the year. Um, and these kits are – they're all small kits, and the idea is, you know, we always get bogged down with big kits, and we work on them for weeks and weeks and weeks, but you still want to – complete something so i right. thought you know it'd be, be nice to do something that's small enough you could do in a couple of nights and it keeps you you know you can experiment on new techniques and it just you know because the only way you get better is by keep keeping at it so right, uh, right. With now, just, you know something that's 
Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, when you say, um, before we get too far into it, when you say a small kit, um, is it bigger than yeah. the, the free kit we, we would normally get from you? Is it a little bigger than that each month? or? Uh, it's Yeah, I'd say it's slightly bigger. I'd okay. say volume-wise, it's twice the size. So the footprint's like two by three or three oh, okay. by two and so a half. It's a, I mean, it's a good size. Yeah. It's a good size structure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. something you can fit, you can fit anywhere and you can, you know, you can literally finish it in two nights, you know. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Other than we're waiting for some parts to dry maybe, but... Uh, and it'll just, it'll, it'll really, I think, like, you know, if you build 12 kits in a row every month, your, your, your skills are just going to get better and better. Oh yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a, you know, it's just like a learning curve by the time you're done with it. Um, so you can, you can, you know, most everyone signed up, uh, you can sign up anytime. You'll just start that month. Yeah. And, and really, you've got a variety. really, if you do the 12 yeah. month one, it's, it's, I'm helping you sell it here for a second. It's le- it's yeah. it's less yeah, yeah. it's less than for a less than a dollar a day. So it's it's if you think about it per you <laughs> yeah. know if you think about it per yeah. month yeah. you're you're only paying thirty dollars right. a kit, which is not that bad. Right. No. Oh, no. that's a, yeah. I mean, and and they're they're super cool. And you, you, now you had to come up with. Do you have all twelve of them in your head now, or do you do you did you design them all at one time, or are you doing them one at a time, or as you go? Here? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing like three or four at a time, so I have the next three months built. Oh, okay. Um, so you know, I don't want to get behind. So right, right. Uh, but I have I have the whole list of twelve that I'm going to do, and you know, oh, and there's cool. going to be a variety. Some there'll be some main street buildings, there'll be some waterfront buildings, there'll be some trackside buildings. So you you know, it's not just one type of structure. Right, and oh, it's that's, that's and it's awesome. perpetual, correct? Like, um, if you sign up in, say, someone signs up in March, they won't. It won't end yeah. in December. It'll just continue for their their calendar year. Yeah, they'll go from March to March. Cool. Or whatever, wherever they start. Right? Very cool. But the the kits won't be available any other way. So if, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's really right. the only That's way to their, get that so kit. Yeah, so if, it's it's kind of like a limited run kit in a way because it's not going to be sold any other kind of you know. That's it for that. Cool. I like it. I like it. I'm intrigued. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> More time away from you. I'll tell you that. Because you got to now, now you've got to keep track of who's getting the 12 month, who's getting the six month, and then when they're going to yeah. run out. And when, oh my word, you're going to have to keep a spreadsheet hopefully, on Excel. Hopefully, your web. Yeah, that's, that's a job for Excel. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, hopefully, your yeah. site has the ability to kind of handle the subscription too. So that's good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, very cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's a it's a fun project to do. I've been wanting to do it for a while, and finally got around to it. So it's really cool. It's really yeah. Cool. We got we got a one. Well, we got a nice response. And is it Deteros the first one? Yep, the that, little butcher shop. Yeah, that's a yep. pretty neat little little structure. Thanks. That's, I like yeah, it. I mean, it's, it's be... simple, sim- simple, but interesting enough that it's you know a little different. And... And of so, course, yeah, you're gonna, they're, they're going to be one off. I mean, that's it. You're not selling these individually. No, that's, yeah, that's and, right. okay. That's really cool. Because so now you're yeah. not only paying for a super deal per kit over the course mm-hmm. of a month or six months. You're you're getting a one off. Meaning that's it. It's the end. And it's it's kind of a it's kind of like a getting a limited edition every single month. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. Much, much smaller. Yeah. yeah, but again, it's, 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 it's something you can finish. You know, it's, there's it's, most of the satisfaction in this hobby comes from the final result, and it, sometimes it takes too long. We're just, you know, sure. 
especially with the big stuff. So this is this is uh, kind of like fast food for kids. You know? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a really really cool program. I also notice you have a new. Um, um, uh, sorry, it's a an O scale. Is that Neptune's bait and uh, bait and boat? Is that new? Uh, you that's had that about a year old. That's yeah. That's oh, that's about a year old. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you, you've had it since yeah. we talked to you. I just, I just <laughs> yeah. never really wandered over to the O scale because we don't model it. And um, no. but I'm going to. I'm going to model something O scale just for me. You know, and yeah. uh, not yeah. our layout. Sorry, Brett. No, and, it's um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a cool little kit, and uh, I love how you you modeled it, of course. But uh, that that's the other thing. You got all kinds of O scale, and then you also stepped into the military modeling uh, a little bit too with some right uh, yep. some dioramas, which I want to yeah. try. And I keep saying I want to try that, and I just have pull yet the to trigger. Do it. Just pull the trigger yeah, and I, get in. I know. One. I know. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's it's, it's really helpful. I, I you know I've been trying to do more O scale myself, and the techniques you do there are different. But when you go back and do O scale, you're like, well, I could try that, and you wouldn't have thought of it in HO, but right. in O scale. Oh my god! You know, you're like, oh, it's it's not the same, but it, it, it's it's going to make your HO stuff look better. Oh, you oh, know, Doug. Uh, I don't know how else to explain that, but Doug, I got one Doug. request. I got yeah. one request. You can completely ignore this. If it's not uh, if it's not feasible, but that takeout lunch, the quick lunch dinner diner, I mean, that thing. Yeah, we need an HO scale version of that. <laughs> that is a cool building. The one, the one in O scale. Yeah, I have it in HO. Do you? I didn't see it. I did the I did the HO one first. Yeah, take a look. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's like two inches by an inch. Is it? I swear, I've never no. seen that before. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Yeah, well now. I'll just insert my foot in my mouth now. <laughs> well, what he needs to do is, and I, I noticed you've been doing more brick. You've been starting to dive into the brick structures, and, yeah. um, and which is great because everybody, we talked about this on our show um, a couple times, and everybody's got, you know, wood clapboard siding buildings. And, you know, we got a ton oh of them. Gosh. We love doing them. But. The no. um, are you, what's the matter, Brett? No, I found it. I'm just talking to myself. Just ignore <laughs> okay. me over here. I'm having a moment. <laughs> but I noticed, uh, you know, not a lot of brick stuff out there. And you yeah. know, you go in any town, and obviously there's a lot of brick structures. But in mm-hmm. craftsman kits, nobody's really putting them out. And you're starting to do that now. And I love that. Yeah. It gives a, var- a good variety um, for a yeah. layout. Okay. Yeah, um, and that, and that that line is an existing line of. Um, there were a, a line of kits by a guy named Ed Folaz. I don't know if you remember those. All these yeah. structures, and then. Yep. Yeah, and then Jimmy Jimmy took over the the line in about 2010 or so, and then I picked up the line from Jimmy about a year and a half ago. So yeah. it's, it's it's been slow in rolling them out, but I, I wanted to change them because, you know, they've they've been out in one form, and I wanted to you know, mix it up with some wood to it and, and change them up. So that's, so we'll be releasing them slowly, but they're, they're coming. Uh, that's cool. I'm and, on, and and I'm since on. you're doing brick, since you're doing brick, here's a suggestion for you for the last yeah. year on this show, I've been talking about a firehouse. <laughs> Nobody's got a real so there, good firehouse out there. There, there. there is, there is a firehouse in this line. Oh, that's is sweet. It, is it on his, um, 
I'm on the Ed's. You can go to. I'm on Ed's site. Yeah, if you go on the Ed's, Ed's site's still up, the edfullive.com. Uh-huh. And if you go through there, I think there's like 16 or 17 kits. One of them is the fire station. Uh, so it's got a, a tall tower. Yeah. I'm looking for it. Yeah. I'm on his site right now. Oh, man, that's a cool building. The old <laughs> the old stone warehouse from Ed. That's a cool Yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorite ones, actually. Oh, there's the firehouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dad. Yeah, I think yeah. it's number 10. Yep. Yeah. I that. got these fire trucks that I got to put together, and uh, they need a firehouse, and I haven't put it. <laughs> but it's one of those one of those structures we have. You know, we just haven't found the right one for our town yet. And, well, this is it. Yeah, that is it. Okay, yeah. I'll have to check it out later. <laughs> but anyways, but, uh, and a church. We'll, we'll, need a we'll church. put we'll put the link in uh, to for everyone to check out Ed's site because it is a cool it is a cool yeah. it's a cool little site. A lot yeah. of a lot of neat, neat models yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, so we're just we're just changing and tweaking them a bit, you know. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So okay, that that's all that. So um, now, one of the things that I'm working on, um, it, that we've been working with uh, lately on our layout, is uh, roads and sidewalks. Um, and you know, we have a lot of structures, and we're putting them into place. We know where we want them, you know, and it's it's. It, <laughs> Uh, the layout itself it's it goes from the harbor uphill and um it has different levels of of course uh it plateaus in different sections and um you know and we're putting roads in and and um and i'm starting to you know um put sidewalks in as well um what do you do what do you use for you know, we're we're talking about city type roads, where like, you know, either concrete mm-hmm. or asphalt. What, what do you recommend for doing your roads or and sidewalks? Um, well, it depends on a bunch of different things. Um, do do you want to include? Do you want to create the crown of the road where it peaks in the middle and goes off to the side as a drink? You know, like a real real paved road, mm-hmm. or right. do you? Yeah. Do you, okay, do you yeah, so I, for that, I, you kind of kind of stuck doing it in plaster, I think, because mm-hmm. um, you you need to build up the body of the middle of the road and then taper it on each side. Right. You know, um, I don't see any other way to do that. Um, right. I mean, you know, you you could use joint compound, and, and I've done joint compound roads, but they shrink and crack so much. Yeah, yeah. we've had, we've yeah. had problems so with that. Yeah, it's just it's, it doesn't seem worth the trouble, and plaster dries so quickly, which is also nice. The joint compound yeah. takes tw- you know way too long to dry. <laughs> sure. um, so yeah, I just you know if you've got a four inch wide road, I take a, a blob of plaster that's maybe a quarter inch high mm-hmm. and I throw it down the middle, the middle, and just feather it out on each side. You know, oh. um, yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, and then you can sand it down. You know, if it's a little lumpy and you, you know, it's not perfect, but what's nice sure. is the plaster will, will be dry in you know twenty minutes or half an hour, depending on their humidity. Right. right. Um, and then you know, carve and cracks, and you know, a lot of I, I like doing a lot of cobblestone when I do that. So you can mm-hmm. there's there's nothing nicer than cobblestone on a crown of the road. You know. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take a take a chisel knife. Well, first I'll draw out a patch. You know, some irregular shape where the the asphalt came away. Right, and then carve in the cobblestones, just like you'd carve in brick or something. You know. Oh, that's cool. So you take a chisel, chisel knife to flatten it, so it's a little below the the, the asphalt line, mm-hmm. and uh, you can get some nice patches of cobblestone and whatever. Oh, and we're gonna, you, we gotta definitely do that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, 
yeah, and then coloring it. There's a million ways to color it. Um, right. You know, you could stain it with alcohol and ink, which is which is pretty easy, and then add some stains and rust and uh, greasy grime streaks from cars going by, or you could use the AK asphalt, which is right out of the can. You yeah, know, it's I, pre-mixed. It's the right color. It's the right texture, which is great. Um, yeah, so that's 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 what I would do for the. You know, if you're going to do a crown of a road, I mean, I've been thinking about it for my layout too, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and, 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 the, and I have some that we've done now where I didn't put the crown in yet, and we just built it yeah. on the on the uh, styrofoam because uh, it's perfectly mm-hmm. flat. And um, yeah. so, and I kind of did what Jason did on his video, his YouTube video, where he he uh, he just kind of lightly spread some of the um, joint compound and just kind of, mm-hmm. he just kind of, you know, it's a very, very thin layer and, um, yeah. he spread it around with his fingers and got all smoothed out and sanded it. And I, I kind of did that on that one section, but I do want to put some crown on a, a good deal of the roads, especially the ones, uh, that are going uphill or have something kind of inclined to them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, for sure. So that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, because when when you you know you start putting some vehicles on it and you see the the so to the bottom of the the crown, it looks so much more real just because it's curved off a bit. It's not flat. Right. You know that's when it really shows up nicely. But if oh, you're I doing a, a flat lot like a concrete lot, mm-hmm. I just I just painted the pink foam you know a concrete color. Yeah. Directly, and then just score some some expansion joints in it and cracks and weeds and all that junk. So you can use the foam as it is. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a that's that's great. And we want to do that with uh, the one I want to put a parking lot in where we have um, uh, we built the uh, REA freight uh, that we got from Mm -hmm. you. And um, I want to definitely put a lot in there. And uh, that's basically what we're going to do with that one. But yeah. Now on sidewalks, yeah. do what do you guys do with that? What do you do now? Oh, on that asphalt well, that you were talking about, the AK asphalt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I actually have a tub of that, but but um, and I have not done a thing with it. Uh, does it just spread like? Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, it's funny. The first time I got it, and I I didn't do any research. I foolishly tried to put it on with a brush. Oh. Which is absolutely the wrong way to do it. It's, it's just, you know, it's just lumpy, and it's, it's it needs to be applied with a, a metal palette knife. Okay. Or okay. like a like a like a, a cake frosting knife or something, you know, wide sure. and flat. And you just kind of smooth it out, and it's it's still going to be a little bit lumpy. But you, if you have a glass of water nearby, dip the palette knife in the water, so it's just a little wet. It'll smooth it out even more as you pass it over with a wet palette knife. Oh, cool! And and that makes a really nice nice flat surface. And then you can you can sand it once it's dry. Uh huh. Right. And um, you know, it's it's a it's actually a little it's got a little flexibility to it. And you can carve cracks into it and break the edges, mm-hmm. you know, for a rough edge, but um, okay. But definitely use a pallet knife. That's really the only way. Same thing for the concrete. It's the same same stuff, but it's concrete color. Right. Use use the pallet knife to you know trowel it on basically. With huh. the asphalt, with the asphalt, do you, do you, once it's done and it dries, obviously you're going to want to you know give it some color of its own besides the asphalt. Um, what, what, yeah. do you, what do you reckon? What do you do for that? Um, for for most of the roads I've done, I've taken a light gray. Uh, weathering powder and kind of brushed it on irregularly um i've also put uh i'll use a black chalk to get some tire streaks for cars and stuff going around the corner 
yeah. um, with a really small brush. And you, for, especially when you're using black, use as little as possible. I'll even, I won't even put the brush on first. I'll dip it in the chalk, hold it over wherever I'm doing, and just sort of tap the brush so it kind of rains on the road, basically. Yeah. And and that's okay. plenty. That's all. That's all you need because the black pigment so strong. What um, are you doing over there, Brett? I'm not doing anything. I hear a clicking noise. Is that your computer? Mm. Uh. No, don't worry about it. I'm really doing nothing. Now, when the when you use the pigments, did you ever use the uh, the AK? I have an AK pigment um, of the of asphalt from. It's the asphalt pigment that they have. I was trying to find it, but my my earphone yeah. cord doesn't go that far. Have you used that at all yet? I have the asphalt color, but I've used the concrete color. I've used the okay. white gray color. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to collect them all and just keep yeah. trying everything. You know? <laughs> yeah. They're really neat. I mean, we've used we've used the uh, <clears throat> obviously the the soft chalk pastels where you, you know, <clears throat> we grind them up and we use them a lot. Um, yeah. But I, I've been recently using the AKs um, uh, pigments and they seem <clears throat> like they're a little they they're a little richer um, for some reason. They they seem to really work very well i mean they they, yeah. they and they adhere well as well um yeah I, I, I think so yeah yeah so and you, yeah, you, and it, I, a little bit goes a long way oh yeah and if and if it's too strong uh you know i'll take a, a brush and stick it in straight uh 91 uh, alcohol and mm-hmm. just sort of dab it on and it just kind of bleeds it out like you know just like the enamel paint it'll just kind of okay. blend it better mm-hmm. okay. so you don't have to, that strong strong you know yeah. color that's great. Now, when when you do yeah. sidewalks, when um, what do you use? What do you use for sidewalks? Because I'll tell you this before we get going. Um, yeah. I I I got these rubber molds from one company. We won't name them, and <laughs> and, and they're nice. They turn out nice. We poured we poured plaster in them, and mm-hmm. you're working with them, and they they're they start. You, you try and glue them down. You start working with them, and they crack and snap and break, mm-hmm. and it, it's frustrating because they look great when they come out of the mold, and then when you yeah. go to work with them, they're 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 difficult. And um, uh, mm-hmm. so, well, we were kind of dabbling recently this last week or two um with using um uh, mat board um yeah. that you would get you know and uh, that seems to be working out rather nice i know jason jensen said that he uses uh, um, mat board as well so i kind of got the idea from him i i will yeah. never take credit for something like that but yeah <laughs> Uh, the the mat board is good, but I like the stuff I use, which is which is what I use in the kits. is called task board. Task it's a little different. T A S K. Yeah, it's a little different than mat board. Mat board has got more of a shiny uh, surface. This task board it actually almost has the texture of concrete. Um, oh. it's all it's it's pretty much in every kit we have that has a sidewalk. Yep, we've um, done a lot of those sidewalks. They're they're great. Yeah, and it already comes in like a yellowish concrete color, so you can even just you know put some stains on it. Like I'll use the, uh, I think you you have used the the dirt and dust deposits mm-hmm. from AK. Yep. yep. I kind of just dab that on, and it's just like a light light brown wash, and it's just enough to make it look like it's you know been outside a bit. Um, and then some some gray powder and some brown powder on top of that. Right. So yeah, so I use this task board a lot. Um, and the other, the, the only other way to, I think, it, to make a good sidewalk is to pour your own out of plaster as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just oh, put, okay. 
put some three thirty second strip wood, you know, the width of the sidewalk or whatever you're doing, and just mm-hmm. kind of trowel it on. And this way, you could you can nick cracks into it and break it and wrinkle you know, on the way color out. Well. And, and yeah, now, when that plaster dries, it's dry, mm-hmm. it's adhering straight to where you're going to put it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is usually on the the pink foam. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, sometimes I'll, I'll take a knife and kind of make a hash marks with the, with the knife on the road so it gets some bite. Because the, mm-hmm. the foam sometimes, you know, it, it could dry. You could actually lift off when it's dry. Oh, nice. So you kind of want to, you want to give it a bite. You know, so you get right. carved into there. Yeah, so I mean, you know, those those are those are the two best ways, I think. Um, yeah. You know, you, well, you could also, goodness. if you make molds yourself, if you ever done the RTV molds, you know, make one section of plaster or sidewalk yourself and cast it. You know, you'll get exactly the size you want, um, which is basically kind of what what the one you bought is probably. Right. But, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, and maybe I just need to be a little more careful with the ones I. <laughs> bought and made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, and I, I think I think also um, when we did those, when when you did the first ones, Dad, remember you you had a the mixture was a little thin because they took forever to dry. So yeah. I'm thinking maybe they they were uh, the two watered down, and when they dried, they were dried a lot lighter than because when I, I when cheap. I because then when I did the castings the next time they were like twice as heavy as the ones you did so I'm, yeah, I don't know what the yeah. deal was with it but something you did they dried like ultra light so yeah, yeah. I'm not sure so yeah, I'm not gonna give up on them been, no. I I want to try some different techniques. well and the same and the same uh the same molds we use for those walls it's the same mm-hmm. company that makes them and they turned out awesome yeah that was um I'm trying to think of the name of the company um uh, anyhow. They, but it was um, uh, it, it, one of the things I'm thinking about is mixing up the sidewalks a little bit with all different types of techniques because not every yeah. when you go into a town, uh, even today, oh, you walk in, uh, they're all different. Yeah. It, yep, and then you could do you could have fun with patches and repairs and mm-hmm. you know uh, patches in the street, different colored tar patches, concrete patches. Sure. Um, tar, lines with tar, you could use a black fine point sharpie marker to make the, you know, when all the cracks in the, the roads are repaired. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, it's, it's kind of just like a roof, basically. You just, you know, there's so many different things you could do to it just to, yeah. beyond the, the gray pavement yeah. or whatever. So that's that's a new adventure for us is uh, learning the art of roads and sidewalks here, I guess. Now, um, yeah. when you put detail on them, like, um, like telephone poles, uh, and mm-hmm. you have them on the side. Do you, do you just drill them in and and drop them um, in? Or what do you do with that? Well, <laughs> just, just just to secure them in the in the in the yeah. scenery. Yeah. Um, I generally don't drill them. I'll just take a tweezer and kind of make a hole and just okay. push the tweezer down into the you know right into the scenery, which is usually um, sculpt a mold on top of foam or whatever. Unless right. it's really hard plaster, then you have to drill it. But yeah, I just just glue them in about a half inch down. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, sidewalk details and things like that, you're just gluing them on. And um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, when I, when I always think about, like, what's the key to good modeling? Like, what's the one thing? And I think it's using as little glue as possible. You yeah. know, it's like that's all modeling is is, is, based, is is as good as how you've glued things together. 
You know, yes. you don't want to see glue sticking out of joint seams in the wall. You don't want to see them on the bottom of feet of, uh, you know, fig- figures and stuff. So um, hide the glue, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, and used, definitely. Used to, used to, yeah, so it's, it's like the weathering chalk. You don't need a lot. I mean, the stuff we're working with doesn't weigh anything. Right. Uh-huh. You know, so a pin drop of glue goes a long way. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't use much putting, glue. <laughs> yeah, as much as, especially with details and people and, yeah, you know, uh, going down uh, under the tire of a car to get a vehicle down. So mm-hmm. uh, now, yeah. <clears throat> okay, that's great. Now, what, when you do vehicles, you when you put vehicles on your on your layout, um, I think I talked to you at the show. We were upstairs at the Hilton mm-hmm. after before the show. It was, I guess, it's after the show. Um, the one night we we're all up there together at, in the lounge, and uh, I talked to you guys about the Jordan cars, and you mm-hmm. were saying you were saying how much of a how much how much fun you have building Jordan had building Jordan cars and uh... yeah no I I, I I have more fun sticking a rusty spoon into my eye <laughs> than, than than building those cars I, I won't I, I won't do it again oh. I just I only I I did it because I needed a bus for the terminal yeah and as as beautiful as they are I'm not the one who can do them there are people who do them so much better than me and have the patience. Yeah. I don't have the patience, you know, it's not the kids. It's, it's just, they're too, they're too detailed, you know, and this time and I, I, I'd rather like buy one and pre-built at a show that someone's <laughs> got a table of them that they built. And I would, gl- you know, I, so. I, I, it's one of those moments. It's one of those things where you're like, I would rather just pay a few dollars more and get the car just made yeah. from it. Just give it yeah. to me made. I, I see yeah. two people that can actually really do them. I'm sure it's more. That, but yeah. that we've interviewed uh, on the show, and mm-hmm. one is uh, Ed's um, Camille from um, uh, Singapore Models, and uh, uh-huh. she's in Singapore. And she she uh, she does amazing job with uh, with hers, and she has a ton of those uh, those kits. Yeah. And then of course yep. Dan Raymond, and I talked to him yeah. about the he he can do them great. However, he doesn't like doing mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan's 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 vehicles are awesome. I try to get oh, as yeah. many from him as I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he actually, yeah. you know, your 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 um your bus uh, terminal, the terminal. Um, yeah. I I at the I for a, the last couple months before the show, I was trying to find. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the um, Jordan buses for that, and I yeah. was like, and it was a nightmare because you, you know how hard it is to find the stuff. And yeah. I got to the show, and Dan was sitting there, and he pulled a box out, and he goes, "Here, this is for you." And it was a Jordan bus, and wow. I was, oh, it was so cool. And he goes, "But don't ask me to build, be building that thing for you." So yeah, <laughs> yeah so then yeah. I gave you a good clue as to how tough they are. So we'll see how yeah. they got it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only time I've really ever had to Photoshop one of my kit photos. Is I had to Photoshop the the bus because there were so many ga- gaps and uh-huh. just a messy paint job. And I, if you look at the bus, there's no mirrors, there's no license plate, there's no fenders. I, I left off so many pieces because <laughs> it just I I just gonna going crazy with it. What kind of vehicles do you like to use? Um, I use uh, everything. I use mini metals. I'll use Athern. You know. Um, um, okay. But again, I've, I've tried to avoid any involvement with the vehicles myself, so I, I, I get as many from uh, like people like Dan as I can. <laughs> sure, sure. You know. 
Yeah, and, there, and Mini Models makes some really nice. There's a couple really nice ones. Uh, was that Mini Metals? I think they are. Mini Metals. Yeah, and they make some really nice uh, nice kits. Down yeah. here, just below Gettysburg, there is a, a hobby shop called uh, Mainstream Hobbies. And uh-huh. uh, Mainline Hobbies. Mainline Hobbies. And um, they're about 12 minutes south of Gettysburg. And, and um, he's got a – it's one of the nicest hobby shops I've been in on the east and um very fully loaded and uh he has a ton of just it's one of those shops where you can walk in and you can walk out with pretty much everything you need to detail out a layout i mean yeah. it's a detail out of a diorama and uh yeah. he's got all the vehicles and he the mini i i got to check out some of the mini metals and uh they're, they're there's some really cool ones a little weathering and they're set you yeah, know. just or just just put a flat coat of spray on it so they're not too shiny and a little yeah. dust of chalk and they're done. Yeah, right, right. So, well, that's cool. So um, yeah. now, now, Brett, did you have any uh, any questions for him on on uh, techniques or? I um, I actually was interested in hearing his technique for dealing with the uh like the plat the plaster walls that i had just got done dealing with a, a week or so ago um on wireless yeah on, on wireless or just yeah. any kind of a cast kit that you would work <laughs> on i'm sure you've worked with other cast materials uh other than that so um they might not vary much from what i've done but have you done anything different with painting or working with cast stuff um, well, the, the, the first thing I do, and I don't know if you did this is if, if it's a four wall building, like the one you're working on, I'll glue the four walls up, but then, you, you know, you're going to have a gap at the joints, right? Yeah. So I, I, I filled that gap in with plaster uh. and then I recarved the bricks. So it was so, so as, as seamless as possible. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the main trick with those walls that's is to hide that seam. What I should have done. So you, <laughs> Yeah, and then you, and you just put a little plaster in a cup, and then dip your brush in water. Again, you don't want to, you don't want to fill all the brick in, this, you know, because you're gonna have to go back and carve it out. So, basically, just painting a thin plaster line over the seam, uh-huh. and it's gonna go over both edges of the wall. Then you just go back with your knife and carve it. But that's that's the trick to making it disappear. You know. Right. Huh. Right. Well, um, actually, I and then I haven't act, I haven't weathered any of those walls yet, and they are glued together. But on that one corner that I was telling you was pretty unsightly. I might, um, yeah, I might go back and try that because I can always repaint that section again. Um, yeah, because exactly. it's not it's not weathered. So there's when, if I paint it again, it'll match the paint that's already there. So that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would do that even if the walls were resin. If it was a South River Model Works kit, just take something. You know, I don't know if you would use plaster on resin, but you could use like a. <laughs> like a putty or clay or something just to yeah. fill those lines up. You know, you fill that seam and you just drag your exacto. you know, the lines are already there guiding you and you just kind of, you know, fill it and recreate what's there. And it makes all those seams go away. I wish I would have so. thought of that uh, <laughs> two weeks ago. But no, I, but yeah. it, like, I mean, it's not, it's something I can go back and fix. So it's always, like you said before, yeah. we've said it's fixable. So um, yeah, yep. Yeah, and I, yeah. And, 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 I put, was, put, and I and I was using joint compound on it. I never even thought to do it that way. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the no. first kits that Brett has ever built, where he actually follows the way he wanted to make it 
the same way that it was designed, you know, and yeah. uh, and because he, he never does that, he's he's one of those <laughs> just dump it out of the box and start slamming it together, and it always turns out great, yeah. you know. But it's like, yeah. uh, yep. it, that's his style, and uh, I was impressed. And he's he's been uh, he's been diligently putting this together the way that you did, simply because it says Wiley's on it, and he wants he wanted, <laughs> you know uh, that was uh, yeah that's why he wants to do it. So that's so, good. but yeah, that, that was one of mine. Uh, um, and really, just kind of you were talking about earlier um, your layout that you're going to be working on, and I was wondering if you were going to be doing your layout kind of on the fly, just kind of how you want it? Or are you going to model it after something in particular? Um, are you, or are you just um, going to wing it? Yeah, I know yeah, this, this is something I've been, one of the reasons, many reasons I didn't have a layout is because I could not decide because I wanted to do, you know, the New Haven Railroad in the 1950s. I wanted to do BNSF present day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to do Amtrak. I mean, I kind of want to do everything. <laughs> but I knew I couldn't do that, so I finally settled on doing um, kind of what I knew and grew up with, which was, you know, Amtrak and Conrail in the, the early 70s. Oh, and, okay. Which is, <clears throat> for me, it was a little hard because I think the Conrail and Amtrak, those are the, the two most boring paint schemes you could do, <laughs> you know. But but that said, if, if they're weathered properly and there's graffiti on them, then they're, they're going to look great, you know. Yeah. Um, but the the other part of that is I could do uh, Penn Central was still hanging around. There's still old New Haven boxcars, and mm-hmm. you know there was a lot of it was a mess back then. You know. Yeah. Um, and so I'm in uh, an area of Queens, kind of where I grew up. Um, and it's got a creek that goes out to the East River, and the the, the Sunnyside Yard where Pennsylvania Railroad was, and then New Haven and Long Island Railroad were there. So it's it's got a, a whole bunch of stuff there, and it's all waterfront. Mostly waterfront. Very cool. Um, so it, it, it's pretty specific. You know, I, I didn't want to do it freelance because it's kind of, you know, what they tell you in the train magazines. You, you know, you, you just be kind of spinning your wheels. Well, what goes here? What goes there? You know? Yeah. If you're, if you're researching and there's a little credibility to it, it's just a little more realistic. You know, it's just yeah. like the weathering. Right. It's like, you, you know, you're not going to have a, a farm grain elevator, in, you know, on uh, Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. <laughs> but so if you you know you just kind of research it so yeah that's what I'm doing I got I've got some so you're like, a, you're like a farmer yeah, now I am yeah uh, uh, who, a farmer from Queens <laughs> yeah yeah I, I took the subway to school every day <laughs> oh wow yeah. wow yeah. And and now all I want to do is get on my tractor. So, <laughs> you know. hey, you know what though? This is a side note. It has nothing to do with modeling. I loved that video you yeah. shared the other day of uh, the donkey you had. Oh, the donkey! And <laughs> so, the, oh man, yeah. the horses! Yeah. The horses and them chasing each other around. I I think I watched that like ten times over again. I just it was a, I just got a kick out yeah. of it. He's it, so he, he's so uh, he's so much smaller than the other two horses. Uh, but he uh, it, he. And didn't, he, and he he didn't seem to care. He's just, he, he thinks <laughs> no, he's, he, he holds his own. He, he thinks he's one of them. He does. He really does. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brett, Brett lives right next to a, a farmer that has horses, uh, yeah. a big, a big farm, uh, Amish farmer. Yeah. And he's got horses all over the place. So he, I've, I've been to his house when we we're sitting in the yard and I've seen them, the younger ones and stuff, the smaller horses. They Jake, have, he has, yeah. he has they miniature horses. They have, um, uh, well, everything they do is care. They pull, they, they have carriages, so uh, yeah. uh, they have 
full-size horses, big, big workhorses for their uh-huh. carriages, but they also have uh, they have a miniature carriage that their kids have, and they have miniature horses for it, but the miniature horses <laughs> are in the same pasture as the full, as the bigger horses, the workhorses, and the miniature yeah. horses pester the big horses more than the, than oh, yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that way with the donkey. Sometimes, sometimes he thinks he's the boss. What's I have to ask? I have to ask. What's the donkey? Do you have? Is the donkey named? Yeah, his name is Diesel. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we yeah. really got off the sidetrack here. Sorry, no, no. I yeah. you were talking <laughs> about you were talking about farm life, and then I thought of that donkey video. That was too yeah. funny. Well, I was thinking day. about he's from Queens, and then I know he does uh, some work with the horses on a really nice farm, and <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and and I know you've been doing some buildings on your. I, I wanted to ask you that you've been doing some. Uh, you've been making some farm type structures or whatever, and, and I saw one of your photos on there, and. Now, when you build something like that, are you building in mind? Do you use some of the same uh, ideas and techniques, or is that something you went to uh, uh, bought a kit? <laughs> How do you do that? I mean, did you have well, for, building experience? There was uh, oh, was for, one of the buildings you were making. It was like a little outbuilding near a stable. Oh, that, some that sort. was that was the that was an extension on the we have okay. two um, two horse shit. That was an extension for the donkey. That's oh. okay. So he, okay. He, yeah. So he has his own stall now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that's great. I think that's great that you got, you got that and you can you can do that. It's a, what a what a way to yeah. what a way to be. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, funny funny thing is I I not I did grow up in the city, but we had a country place not too far from you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Oh wow. Uh, how how far is how far is Newport? Uh, uh, about forty right minutes, forty five minutes north. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that we far. had a, we had a we had about six acres there. We would go there in the oh. summer. We had a little place there for, I think, up until I was three years old. So we would go out there. We'd go to, uh, we also had a little place on the Juniata River. Oh yeah, that familiar. That's yeah. Sure. Juniata yeah. is like a ha- it's like a half an hour from my house. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I have some cousins. They're still out there. And, huh. So, so I, I did. I did have some farm exposure early on. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, that's good. You know, we uh, yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful country out there. Oh my, but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My wife, uh, she's she grew up around having horses, and and so I know, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into them. So a lot of work. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my, <laughs> my I know my my daughter. We're really off topic here, but it's funny. My daughters, uh, they see the horses across the street, and my older daughter's like. Uh, Oh, talking about horses when, all the time, and I'm like, oh man, if she gets in the horses, I'm gonna have to sell everything I own just to keep. Yeah, you're gonna have to try to keep yeah. her away as long as you can. It's, uh, <laughs> it's easy for them to get hooked. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yep. But okay, yeah, but so so um, uh, well, I had one last thing. I was oh, you're. Uh, I noticed. Uh, I guess the, one of the photos I saw on your on your Facebook page was a, a hopper. Mm-hmm. That you did with uh, rust and graffiti. Um, yeah. Have you? Uh, is that the sort of the style you're going to be going with with the um, with your, um, your rolling you know, stock? Or yeah, I mean everything back in the '70s and, and even now, a lot of it. So yeah. covered in graffiti, and you know, it's just it was it was totally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, it was just it's a pretty simple weather. It's just uh, I use what did I do? I I. Finally realized that the key to some of this is just to, you know, if it's a blue car, like this one was a blue hopper. Mm-hmm. I made a mix of um, a lighter blue paint with white paint and made a wash. So it just kind of kills the blue. It tints it down. 
Right. So I just brush, brush that on with acrylic paint. And for the rust, I did a technique that um, I got from Ellie Soberg, who does mm-hmm. um, this beautiful layouts for Model Railroad and all kinds of stuff, where he takes like uh, Mod Podge or any clear varnish and he'll brush it on while it's wet. He'll sprinkle the, the, the rusty chalk on top of it. He'll kind of just bang it off his brush and it sticks to wherever the, the clear stuff was. Oh, then you nice. just blow it away. Then you just blow it away and you've got this nice crusty, rusty patch. And that's oh. the whole top, top edge of the of the car. Oh, that's and cool. I've never really, even heard of that before. It's a really simple trick, but it looks amazing. You know? It did. It was it was really, really cool. I thought it was real at first. And I was like, oh, yeah. no, he actually – because I've never seen you put up a, any type of rolling stock of any type well, on any of your photos. It's for my layouts. I started – Yeah, I yeah. Going, you know. Yeah, uh, I noticed graffiti, that tonight. Yeah, and the graffiti I did by hand. I just kind of yeah. – you know, found found some real graffiti and just kind of try to copy it and brush it on or use a Sharpie for the small stuff. You could just literally scribble on, you know, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but, ah. but, it's, but it's convincing. It works. Yeah, it looks so, really, really nice. Uh, yeah, I so that's, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's going to be, you know, dirt and garbage and graffiti because New York in the 70s was a mess and that's kind of what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. Yep, I've been up there when I was younger. I went up with my parents in the in the seventies, and uh, and yeah. that's, that's that's the look he got, man. That was just how New York was. But uh, yeah, yeah. I love the city. Oh my god, I love the city. Um, I love much, my, I love much it cleaner now. I love it in small doses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, even when I go back, I, I I mean, I've lived there for over thirty years, and now I'm there for a day. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> Time to go back. Time uh, to go back. <laughs> so yeah. before we yeah. before we wrap up here tonight. Um, what do you have? Do you have anything new in the mix that you can share with us, or is it all kind of top secret? Uh, no, I can I can tell you. Um, I've got uh, and again, I know one of the brick kits. If you look on the uh, Ed Fuller site, there's uh, he has a switching tower, a brick switching tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 done. I've kind of modified it and added a little bit to it and changed it up a bit. So that's going to be available in the Springfield show. Oh, that's great. We got to get a brick switching tower, Brett. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I, I was yeah, on Ed's site, yeah. so I'll uh, we'll check out what. And you said you did modify them a little bit, right? Yeah, I added a, a wood uh, sort of a wood extension on the side and some new details and changed a couple things. So okay, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, trackside structures are awesome. I mean, it's something we don't have enough of, but uh-huh. you know, we need to start looking into building some trackside structures. We get so caught into the storefronts and the wow. downtown part of the city, and then we forget yeah. about the outskirts and the track and area. The one thing that's cool about trackside structures, and I was leafing through. Um, uh, was it Monday or last week during the during the work? Anyways, at my during my lunch break, I was leafing through one of the uh, Craftsman magazines that you gave me, Dad. After you mm-hmm. were done reading them, and a lot of when you look at even when you look at other layout photos, a lot of trackside structures are pretty. There's a lot of small ones that you could make um, out of just scrap that you have laying around too, just like little yeah. small little um kind of shanty type little trackside houses or things like that mm-hmm. that you could make that aren't kits yeah. um but you could easily throw together and i've screenshotted a few that i've found on pinterest from other people that i've had gotten ideas from um to scratch mm-hmm. build uh just for my for ourselves because there's so many yeah. small little trackside buildings that you could make that would just add a lot to it that don't probably you could crank them out in two or three hours 
Yeah, I mean, some, to, for me, sometimes the simplest buildings are the best ones. You know, just like a, a four walls and a roof, a shed, and you put a couple of barrels next to it, and yeah, you know, it, it could be really nice. Give it a cool roof, yeah, make yeah. it look, uh, you know, make it weather yeah. a little bit, and it looks, it's ready yep. to roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I, I'm definitely going to look into that. So it's another brick structure, which would be awesome. <laughs> and then, of yeah. course, it's trackside. We need to find a church. That's the next thing. But, um, you know, it's uh, churches and firehouses are top of my list right now. Not a lot of churches, yeah. just one decent one. And um, But, yeah, there's, uh, but uh, right now, everything it seems to – to, to roll out the doors on a lot of a lot of kit manufacturers and no it's not offense to you or anybody but it mm-hmm. seems to be bars <laughs> saloons bars yeah. and and uh bait shops <laughs> well and yeah. well i I've, I've thought about a church for a while and I, I i probably will do one eventually but it's hard to you know add the, the billboards and the signs and the rust and the vents sure. and the, you know it's uh yeah, i'm it's sure a that, you know there's a nice way to do it i just haven't haven't done it yet. Right. <laughs> you yeah, gotta, I mean, you the gotta, signs and stuff make it pop, and you gotta, yeah. you gotta. Uh, we'll make up a term. You've, you've, you've got to find a way to uh, foscalize it. <laughs> exactly. Foscalize yeah. it, wherever. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, it, it. Obviously, if you're gonna do it, you need to do it right. So you just have to, to figure out a way to make those more civic type buildings uh, pop. Yeah. 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 It's just tough without science. It really is. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing your uh, your your new uh, switching or is this switching or signaling tower? Um, I think it's called a switching tower. Okay. But, I mean, I, I actually don't know the difference. Like, what is the difference yeah. inside? Maybe, but outside yeah. they kind of look the same. So. <laughs> yeah, they all look the same. I'm sure we'll get any. I'm sure, Doug. I, I know how our listeners are. We'll get an, an email or two explaining the difference. Yeah, I know it's yeah. going to come. But anyways, yeah. we've opened that can of worms yeah. up. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, well, I will tell you one thing about a switching tower and a, a signal tower, and they're not all looking the same. When Doug's done mm-hmm. with it, I guarantee you it won't. Oh yeah, look like other switching towers. I know how your kids all turn out. <laughs> so it'll, it'll no, it'll look like a switching tower. It'll just it, it just it'll look it'll have its unique style to it, you know, and uh, that's yeah. what makes your kids awesome. So, oh, thanks. But, Thank you. Yeah, cool. Well, that that's uh, about it, man. We killed uh, an hour. We're we're approaching did, some uh, Dave Ferry time here shortly. Yeah, because uh, it was you the longest show wanted, we've ever had. Did you have something you wanted to add, Doug? <laughs> Huh? Uh, no, no. Actually, I was going to say congratulations on fifty-five plus episodes. You oh guys yeah, are really just oh cranking them out and doing it. We appreciate the congrat the congratulations there, and uh, we'll uh, we'll, sure. have, we'll have to do something here cool with uh, a bunch of our 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 guests when we hit a hundred. How about that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. That'll be sweet. Good idea. No, um, that sounds great. So <laughs> we're gonna have, definitely have you on in the future. Again, of course. Yeah, well, with just with, it this time, it just with because just with talk. Jake Johnson's questions alone, I think we could fill a whole other episode of <laughs> what he wanted us to talk about. So, uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, in a, in a, guys, I've got a million questions for him, so I, I love his work. <laughs> That'd be cool. We maybe we can uh, maybe we can get both on together. Yeah, maybe we can work on something, work something out here in the future with that. That'd be sweet. That would be, that would be great. Yeah. 